date to your potential, inspiring, educating, and empowering single members of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Our hosts are Peggy Matheson, betrayal trauma recovery expert, and Sharon Collier, certified life and relationship coach. You know, sometimes when you start dating, like when I started dating, I was like, oh, it just felt like such a crazy world. Like I've been now in that world for about four years, a little bit less than four years. And um, and it's just crazy to know what's true, what's not true. People tell you, oh, this, this, and this. And you're like, is that really true? So today we get to talk about 10 dating myths. And I'm so happy because I would have loved to have had this when I started dating. Um, and maybe some of you who have been dating a long time would still like to have this list. So Sharon's got this. She's got this today. So this is episode 32, 10 dating myths. 32, yes. Yeah. Um, no, I think there's a lot of cliche things people say all the time. And you're like, what? Is that true? Is that not true? <laughs> so yes, let's get started with this. So the first one You've got on, so I have a list, y'all. I'm looking at her list. And it first one's love conquers all. Let's go for it. Love conquers all. Haven't you heard that your whole life? You know, Cinderella, oh, yes. Sleeping Beauty. Um, yeah, as long as we can all. find that princess or prince yes. and then we fall in madly in love, that's going to solve all of our problems. It's, yes, it's not true. true. It's not. Unfortunately, love does not conquer all. I was thinking of the Beatles song, Love is All You Need. Isn't that the Beatles? Love is all uh, I need. Da, yeah. da, da, da. It's like love is not all you need. Um, every relationship needs more than just love. I, I talk to a lot of uh, people in abusive relationships and they stay because they quote unquote love that person. And to them, that means that they are loyal and devoted and everything because they love that person. Love is mm -hmm. not all we need. We need security. We need respect. We need, we need common interests. We need more glue that holds this relationship together than just love. Because love is great, but you can't well, just go on love. Right. And there's different kinds of love, different ways of showing love and expressing love. But I think when we say... Oh, I'm so in love with this person. We've got, it's just like, I want, I mean, it's so much, this myth is so perpetuated in our media. I was yeah. watching a movie last night. It was like, God, I feel this connection to you. I've never felt with anyone before. And I've felt that before too. I have had yeah. that experience. Oh, yeah. And it's I like, well, is this going to be, does that, does that mean that this is God's will for me and the, all this stuff, right? Or does that mean that this is the one? Yes. But we've got to be really, we've got to be a little bit grown up about this, a little bit awoke, we awoken, do. We awaken. Do. And, you know, when I talk about love chemicals, we make a lot of mistakes. We mistake a lot of our attraction and attachment for actual love, you know? Right. So if you were looking at the Bible, you know, it's kind, it's, <laughs> it's right. not puffed up. It's long suffering, you know? And so, yes, but long suffering does not mean sticking in an abusive situation. No, it means going through the hospital visits and the hard things, you know, that normal couples go through and, you know, but it does. And not working on things and yeah. trying to make things work and gathering information and staying centered in yourself and while yeah. you're still trying to make that relationship work. But for goodness sakes, we're dating. So we don't have to make that full commitment at this point. Let's be exactly. eyes wide open, right? Exactly. Love, love. So love does not conquer all. Sorry, folks. Let's be unromantic right out of the gate. <laughs> right out of the gate. <laughs> Let's just go for it. The hardcore stuff. You know, hard, hard, the hard conversation. Okay. 
Men and women can't, number two, men and women can't just be friends. Okay. This is our attraction levels. Do you have guy friends that you're not interested in? I do. And you know what? When I first started dating, I had all kinds of advice from people that was like, if a guy gives you attention, he's interested in dating you. And I have found, you know, maybe that's initial, but I have some guy friends that we know we're never really going to date, but they still reach out to me and say, Hey, how you doing? And it's been really fabulous, but I really struggled with this when I started, you know, the first few years, actually first couple of years when I was dating is like, Oh, that means he's interested if he reaches out or if he does this or that. Right. But that is not true. That isn't, I found that to not be true that it, um, that we can be just friends. Yes. And that, and talk about the different attractions. Like, so if, so we have a pheromonal response. If you've listened to our love chemicals, if you haven't go back and listen, we have different responses to people and we have literally a pheromonal response to everybody. Sometimes it's a negative four and sometimes it's a 95. (laughs) That's the person you want (laughs) to like throw yourself in their lap for like no reason. You're like, why do I want to reach out and touch this person? All the time. Right. So, so if you have a low pheromonal response to somebody, this is a low romantic connection. Right. You, you have that is a great person to be friends with. That is going to be, you know, especially if you have other connections. Um, one of my guy friends recently got married and it kind of made me sad because he was a brain like I am. We talked about brainy stuff together. And so if we were ever in a hiking group or something, we'd kind of always pair off and like bring up some subject that we'd kind of debate and talk about. And it was really fun. So we did have a connection, just not a romantic one. And we really enjoyed each other's company. If we ever carpooled, he'd say, can I pick your brain? Like one time he picked my brain about dreams, you know, and I'm like, I'm not a dream expert, but here's my opinion. So yes. So if you find somebody you do connect with on some level, it doesn't necessarily mean that there has to be a romantic connection. And those males and females can be friends. So if somebody has been chasing, 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 chasing you, and you've all you've been doing is deflecting and pushing away and things, and then all of a sudden they decide they want to be your friend, I'm going to say that relationship's probably not going to work out because most of the time those feelings don't quit. That strong attraction, mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. it can fade off a little bit because, I mean, all hormones and pheromones and stuff kind of do, but it's not going to fade off to the point that that person's really going to be content. They're just really trying to hang out with you. So kind of keep that in mind. Did I explain that well enough? Yeah, okay. I, I love this because it's super helpful. Um, you're so smart. I love, I just have to say a little side note here. I always know I can count on Sharon to have some really great content as we work because back and forth, we're like, okay, you have the bulk of the content this time or me, but anyway, so this is, this is great. I really, that perspective of there are different levels of attraction is a really great gauge to go on. Cause I, as you're saying this, I'm thinking of different guys that I've connected with and the different levels of attraction. It's like, Oh, that kind of puts it in a, in a format for me that makes sense to my brain so that I can make sense of my feelings. Right. Right. You know, why is it this way? Why is it that way? But I think that's a really um, important point to keep in mind is the level of attraction and to understand what you just said, which was, you know, there are certain levels of attraction that may not ever go away. 
Yes. But that doesn't mean that's the right person for you. Again, back to the love conquers all kind of thing. Maybe not. Yes. There's, you know, I mean, obviously if that person does not have the same level of attraction for you, that relationship is never really going to work. You know, correct. if if they're, if they're at a level 20 attraction and you're at an 80, that relationship just isn't going to work. That's just going to be a really hard thing to be with somebody who isn't attracted to you. I don't know why somebody would do that. That would be really a bummer. Ooh. And okay, that's one so of the questions I'm asking Heavenly Father after I die. It's like, how could one person be so attracted to another person and that person not be so attracted back, you know, <laughs> and that person just not be interested? <laughs> yeah, that would be an interesting conversation. Okay, number three. I only attract toxic people. Okay, you can hit this one too. I can <laughs> hit this one. I know what that is. A lot to say about this. Um, I think this is this is this has two different things. Number one, toxic people will attach themselves to anybody who will let them. That is right. This is true. That a toxic person will come to you, and if you accept them and are interested and pursue the relationship, they are going to cling and cling hard, right? Because they have somebody to be toxic to. <laughs> right. And here's the thing: you've got to consider too is do you want that person even as a friend? Yes, I set know. a clear boundary. Like, yes. like, don't even keep them in your, you know, don't don't lead them on at all. That there is any kind of a connection you're going to have with them. Yeah, we are not here to fix people. We are here to love people, but we are not here to fix people. So, it's how like is this a myth? Is how is this a myth? This is a this is a negative belief people have. This like is they can't. Negative, you know how I hear that all the time. I hear it. I only attract the weirdos. I only attract toxic people. So Peggy knows that stop being a weirdo yourself. We <laughs> all have work to do. Yes. And a lot of times we're attracting people that we recognize unhealthy patterns. Yes. Yes. Did I yes. say that right? Because Peggy is the expert. <laughs> so I always look at myself, path. you know, I, and I talked about this earlier, I, a few, several podcasts ago, I talked about this. And that was that I kept attracting guys that would connect, then disconnect, connect, then disconnect. And I had to turn inward and say, why am I always attracting this thing? And I took care of it because I... I looked at myself honestly. I said, something's going on here. I had tools to heal. I did some, some process work about the guided meditation work and it shifted for me. Yes. And that is not happening anymore. And um, so if you're only attracting toxic people, your power and your control is looking in the mirror. Now, I'm not saying that you are a toxic person and that's why. It may be that you've got patterns that you're repeating from childhood, from other relationships, maybe unfinished business. It, it could be any number of things. Like when I was talking about connect, disconnect, I was connecting, disconnecting from myself. I was not consistently connected to myself. And this might be fear-based or it might be, yeah. it might be some of the baggage we're carrying around. Right. And, you know, so he said, you know, where you have your power, your own power is in, in, in your, your own containment, your own sphere, your own self. And so it's almost like we have, like, we're like this, this fear ourselves, this severe sphere, like fear, a, yeah, a globe. Fear. Right. Yes. And we have dips in our, in our, 
out in our walls. So we have we have places in us that are open to certain types of people, open to certain type of types of experience experiences. And honestly, I believe that this is part of where the growth comes in that we're supposed to be going through on the planet is yes. how can I seal up that part of me that's drawing to me those kinds of people? What is it that internally is going on or emotionally or in my thoughts or whatever? So just start to get curious about yourself. And it, like I said, it does not mean that you're a toxic person, no. but it means that maybe there's some there. It's an invitation for you. Let's just look at it that way. You know, the Savior invites us. He invites us to come follow him. This is also part of the invitation, the personal growth. What is it that you can do that's within your own power to change yourself, to heal yourself, to create more wholeness within yourself, um, and, and that you can stop attracting toxic people? And it may be that you are afraid of or don't understand how to set personal boundaries. A lot of so, times it's almost I mean, as, as simple as that. You know, yeah. examples. I just want to. I just want to give a couple examples because I, I, I sometimes I think we kind of tend to nerd out and use different language <laughs> that we both right. understand, but maybe not everybody does. Um, yeah, I just talked to somebody who married pretty much the same toxic traits like three different times. Exactly. So this is yeah. this is this is the situation. You recognize that you're comfortable with that. And you marry it again or again, or you date it over and over and over again. So for instance, my mother was mentally ill and my husband was mentally ill. I recognized those patterns and I was comfortable enough with it not to really recognize what was going on, where I shouldn't mm -hmm. have been comfortable with those particular abusive traits. I was. So this is where you do need to do the work. You do need to change your mindset, even if you're not conscious of it. This is a good opportunity to stop and think <laughs> and, really, yeah. and reflect and go, okay, this is probably me at this point. Yeah. Um, oh, I was going to say something. Shoot, I lost it. Um, oh, sorry. It's okay. No, it's okay. I'm like, I was bursting with that one. <laughs> you were, you were. And I wanted to interrupt you in the middle of it, but I didn't. <laughs> so um, I just want to reemphasize this is, this doesn't mean this could show up in any way within you. But just be curious, just really be curious and focus on what can I do? How can I change the way I'm showing up to invite a different type of person into my life? Yes. And I'm I'm always asking this question to myself. I'm like, you know, until I hit my 100% match, it's always like, so this is interesting. You know, I've leveled up. I'm inviting a different type of person into my life now. Now, is there a different, you know, or is there more, you know, what else can I be doing? So, yes, yes. And honestly, if you keep attracting toxic people, boundaries, learn to set your boundaries, learn to vocalize your boundaries in a way that makes you happy and that you don't feel like a meanie, but toxic people will go away on their own. If you they have will. a good set of boundaries, and this is boundaries for everybody. This is boundaries for your sister, for your children, for your dates, for your parents. This is boundaries. This is your value system. You That's know, correct. And this is about living, strengthening you. Yes. If you're living that you. truthfully, toxic people will not come around, honestly. Yeah. Okay. They don't like boundaries. Four, there are no good men, women out there. There are no good women out there. There are no good men out there. Okay, let's talk about this because I hear it all the time. 
Kate, I'm just going to say, stop saying that. <laughs> yeah. You're, it's like, you're fulfilling that you're making a prophecy. It's a self-fulfilling yes. prophecy. Stop believing that. Stop. Maybe if we all stopped believing that we'd all level up and get, be, get to be better people. I don't know. Yes. No, but I hear it all the time, you know, and, and something I think we all need to stop doing is I've been single for 16 years. So people talk to me like there's something wrong with me. You know, oh, why aren't you married? Well, it's like right now, I don't want to be married. My life is amazing right now. I'm doing such amazing things that I don't have time to put into a relationship and everything. But it's like when people ask you that, how on earth are you still single? It, it almost makes you go, oh, it's like, well, because there's no good men out there and there's no good women. You know, it almost it's almost like an excuse that we just kind of go to. And I haven't made a great connection. I haven't made that connection yet, obviously, or I probably would be married. But it's not for the lack. I know very, I know a whole lot of really great men out there. You know, and so uh -huh. yeah. So we just need to be careful the way we talk. Why aren't to you introducing these great men to me? Come on, Sharon. I well. just this is just <laughs> starting to dawn on me. <laughs> just kidding. Not your job. Okay. <laughs> If I, if I, if I came across someone that I thought, oh my gosh, Peggy would really mesh with him. I totally would just say, yeah, I know you would. I'm just teasing <laughs> you. I got, you, you know, you girl. brought up another myth though, that is not on your list, but this is the myth that if you're single, you're, you're not you're good. That there's you're broken. You. There's yes. something wrong with you, but there's a different plan for different people. Yes. There and timing is God. So, you know, let's get off that myth right there. Oh, for sure. No. And I honestly, I've been big into the plan that Heavenly Father has for me. Um a lot. You know, that's been my main focus probably for the last four years. So yeah. So if that's who you are, own it. Own it and say it. There's nothing wrong with you. You don't have to make excuses that there's no good guys because really it's negative and it's a bad belief system to have. Right. I mean, say, well, the 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 one that's the best match for me just hasn't shown up yet. I tell people, or I'm, I'm still working much, on myself. I'm having too much fun single. <laughs> yeah, I'm having too much fun right now, which some people are, and that's a runaway, but you're not running away. You're just no. really clear on that, which I think is totally awesome that you are happy where you're at and that you are loving it. And you recognize that that's a boundary you have right now. Things are going great. I am on track with God. I'm on track with my life. And right now is not the right time. Yep. It's awesome. It's, yeah. Yes. And I, I'm not ashamed. Any more on that? I think we're good. Don't do it. Don't do <laughs> it. Don't believe positive, it. Positive mindset there. Change it. Yes. Figure out your positive mindset. And if you keep saying it and not believing it, then come talk to me. I can help you with that. So, or Sharon can too. So number five, love love oh my gosh love at first sight love. which you know what that is such a great fantasy i mean so so i just love i so romantic yes. love at first sight and how many movies just kind of really ram that one down our throat and they, we buy into it <laughs> we kind of do we kind of do so love at first sight is a myth sometimes there is divine intervention sometimes you can look at a person and be like oh my gosh that is that is it. I'm done. And hopefully it works. <laughs> but and that's true. And I, ha and I do know of that happening. It's yes, not like it yes. doesn't happen, but it's not like it doesn't, but I'm going to just for say, heaven sakes, don't most, count on it. 
For the, yeah, don't count on it. For the most part, it doesn't. There's attraction at first sight. We are attracted through our senses. You know, we can look across the room and go, oh, holy cow, that is my man right there. That is my girl. Um, but more, more likely than not, I'm going to say it's attraction at first sight. <laughs> it's our, it's all our attraction chemicals going nuts at first sight. Um, I watch a design show and occasionally because I don't watch a ton of TV, but um, the lady host is on her third marriage and her second marriage, she described as love at first sight. And it didn't even last, I don't think two years. So <laughs> we have to be careful. This again, our pheromonal response, our attraction can go through the roof with some people. Some people, we just, and it's like, when I talk about a pheromonal response, it's like their invisible smell that we're smelling because it does go up through our nose, supposedly to our hypothalamus. And um, that can be super, super powerful. So just keep that in mind. You know, just keep that. I was walking at a, a years ago, walking past a guy at a dance and we both stopped and turned around at the same time. And literally he thought, because we did that at the same time that we had to have been meant to be. (laughs) And it was like, no, by about the third date, I was like, absolutely not. And he's like, you're going to deny that? Like, you're going to deny that we both turned around at the same time. And I'm like, yeah, pretty much I am. (laughs) (laughs) It only took three dates, mister. (laughs) Well, you know, from now on, Sharon, when I'm with you and we're in an event, and I see a guy that I'm attracted to, I'll say, wow, he smells good. Yeah. <laughs> Just like, I like his Those smell. pheromones are going. <laughs> I always wonder at dances if, uh, if like being sweaty, if that helps the pheromonal response. There, I don't think there's proof one way or another. But I always kind of wonder. It's like, okay, I'm sweaty and I don't want to slow dance because some guy's going to put his hand on my back. But I wonder if that would be a stronger pheromonal response. That's funny. Yeah. What's interesting because the smell, I first... I didn't realize this. I, I didn't realize that that a smell was attractive to a guy and it's not perfume. But my son was the one that told me, he said, mom, he said, you know, she smells good. It's not perfume. It's just, I really like her mm-hmm. scent of who she is. Yeah. And then after that, a while after that, I had that experience with a guy. So I didn't even know that was a thing with guys, but you know, yeah. Just your, just your smell, your scent. And I, yeah, I haven't yeah. been wearing and a lot of perfume. Some people are more conscious of it than others. Some people it's like, I'm sure. Yeah. And I'm sure for some, for some, it's a big deal. And for others, it's not, you know, we all have different sensory stuff, yeah. but oh, I just thought sure. that was really interesting that, that your smell is a big deal. You know, <laughs> so, it, it is. I mean, when I think about it, I mean, I like a guy to smell good and clean and all of that, but I haven't thought about that they have, you know, that we have a scent yeah. that yeah. comes with us. So it's, it's watch what you eat so that your scent's clear and good. <laughs> yes. Okay. Number six. If I try harder with the person I'm interested in, they will eventually come around. You know, this is this one I hear a lot. I guess I need to try harder. And it's like, no, you don't need to, you don't need to give them more of what they already don't appreciate. Right? Yeah. Yeah. You just don't if you are chasing chasing somebody, and they know they're being chased, most often they're going to run and run and run. <laughs> because most people don't want to be chased, they want to be courted. And I think women do a lot of things wrong when they're trying to pursue a man and they take over the role of the man. They're being the pursuer where men are wired to be the pursuer. 
So okay, stop one, for a second. Sure. Stop for a second. What's the difference between chasing and courting? Chasing and courting. Chasing is one-sided. And I'm going to say courting is a milder version of chasing that's reciprocated. Okay. If you are chasing, 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 and it is not being reciprocated in any way, if you are putting all, and even if sometimes people are in a relationship and it's like, they're putting all the effort in that person, it's never going to make it. Mm-hmm. That is unbalanced and it's never going to make it. It's not sustainable for one person to do all the work. So somebody else might be enjoying the fact that this other person's doing all the work and they're enjoying the relationship, but they are not into you even close to the amount that you are into them. Yeah. Let's talk for a second here about masculine and feminine, because you talked about women chasing and yes. women get into their masculine. They're like, I got this job to do. I'm yes. going to take care of it. We make this yes. work. And that is very masculine, that action oriented. Yes. We need to be receptive. We need to be receivers. Yes. We need to be yes. the invitation givers yes. because the man is the giver in the relationship. He needs to want to take care of you. And this is that they're wiring. This is how men are wired, whether they think they are or not. This is how men are wired. So it's like trying to play a broken radio. (laughs) Or, you know, it's like you don't want to take over that for the man. Right. You just you just don't because then you're playing the man. And I don't know how many, you know, heterosexual men out there want to play the girl part. They don't. They want to be the man. Right. So drop the hanky. Yep. Give a be green strategic light. if you absolutely a be good, strategic. Green light, yes. Give green lights, but be receptive and not be the aggressor. Yes. Yeah. Doesn't yeah. work. Doesn't yeah. work. And I wouldn't want to be with someone like that. Right. I don't I don't want to be with a man that I have to be the man in the relationship. I right. don't want but we kind of lose sight of that. It's almost like you can't see the forest for the trees. We kind of lose sight of that when we're in the middle of a relationship, if we've got it sort of kind of working and we're getting the attention we sort of want, we kind of just take it. So just that's something to really have conversations with yourself about. It's like, wow, why am I working so hard? And they're not. Yeah. You know, you know, it's like, you can't make it too easy. So yes, absolutely. So no chasing. If it's not being reciprocated, you are chasing. Right. So if they're not interested in you, you're going to have to let it go. Yes. Let it go. That doesn't mean you don't have to. I mean, I know, I know there have been times where I've been interested in a guy and he didn't even see me. And then months or even years later, he would be like, wow, who are you? (laughs) You know what I mean? Like he was thinking about something else, someone else or whatever. So it's not that it means that it will never happen, but back off, let life happen, allow the process to, to, to flow through and Yes. Yeah. Find somebody else, be yourself, strengthen yourself. So, yes. okay. Number seven, myth number seven, there is only one person for everyone. Go. How do you <laughs> feel about that? There is only one person for you out there. It's like, that's a no, you know, people are like, I'm trying to find my person. And I'm like, I'm hoping you're mean, you mean the person that you connect with, that you have a lot in common with, because that can be a lot of different people. Well, that's a like anti-agency thing. Yes. If you think about it, it's like if there's only one person for you, probably, you know, that was arranged before you got here and agency is a part of the deal on the planet. And I personally, I can speak absolutely from personal experience on this. I was really into that 
one person well. And I had reason to believe that because of my patriarchal blessing and other things. But um, but I also, the testimony I gained was, even if that person's right for me now, he still has his agency and he gets to choose. Even yeah. if we said, you know, you got, we're going to be, we're going to be each other's, you know, person. We get, agency is a real thing, even on top of that. So there has to be a plan B. Don't most of us know that because we're all, so many of us are in plan B, which is who's the next spouse, right? right? Or who's the next partner? It's like you change and evolved. I mean, it's, it's really an impossible idea when you think about change and growth and why we're here on the planet and what we agreed to, it's kind of an impossible idea because I am a completely different person than I was five years ago. So, you know, so it's, it's, it's all, you know, I think it's a Lord's timing thing for sure. But it's like, if you're looking for that person, there's probably hundreds of that person, you know, you go on a vacation for, for, to Texas and you meet that person, you know, it's like, you, you know, there's just really no way to say, but it's just the way you connect. It's the way you connect. And hopefully that's in a healthy way. And hopefully that's a lot more than just a really strong attraction. Yeah. And I think that it leaves you open to more possibilities. Now, I'm not saying you don't get your needs met and you settle. No. But, you know, there. I do believe that God's in the picture for all of us. I believe he's working through all of this and, and with us. And, you know, there there are options for us. And we need to keep doing what we need to do to be present. Um, and you you do, like I said earlier, you know, you want someone who is 100%, it feels like it's the right thing. That doesn't mean there's only one right person for you. We're looking for that 100%. This fits right, right. now in my life. This is, this fits. And it's, so. and it's a healthy fit. It's a it's healthy, a healthy fit. thing, right. Okay, number eight. I can't make myself more attractive. What a negative belief that is. I, I can't it. make myself more attractive. I can't Ugh. change the way. I'm sorry. I can't change the way I look. I can't be a more beautiful person. Guess what? That is my least favorite thing to hear. It actually kind of boils my blood. <laughs> well, because it's a very victimy thing to say, isn't it? It is. It it's is like, I don't have any power victim. here. I don't have any control over this. Yes. That's totally victim. And you know what? Maybe you are not a 10 and maybe you're not even an eight or a seven, but there are hundreds of ways that you can make yourself more attractive. And the first thing to do is to not say things like that. <laughs> you know? That's right. Um, the, a positive attitude is super attractive, right? Positive people that say positive things that smile a lot is super attractive to everybody, to everybody. Well, and, and think about it. If someone thinks I can't make myself more attractive, the opposite, the, the flip side of that is I am not attractive. Yes. I, I'm not, I am not worthy. I am not worthwhile. There's yes. nothing about me that I can amplify to attract another person to be to be more to see someone be more have someone be more attractive to me attracted to me. Oh my gosh, here I am. Blah 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 blah. Right. Try that again. <laughs> so there's it's it's the it's the mindset it's the idea that there's nothing I can do to to make 
to, to be more attractive to other people. That's a very negative way to look at yourself. There's a lack of self-confidence there too. And so there's some, there's a lot of problems with this one, but there are options. You can increase your attractiveness. Look at your strengths, figure out what your strengths are and really focus on those. And that will, and you focus on building your confidence. Those can make you more attractive. Let's not be assuming that you have to be um, Captain America to be attractive for a woman. You don't have to be a supermodel. You don't have to be a size two. Or Angelina Jolie. I mean, seriously. Get married all the time, you know, to handsome men. And so it's, yeah, no, I mean, and there are things, I mean, you can dress for your body type. And, and I think when people talk about that, they're talking about superficial things. It's like, well, I dress for my body type and I went to a stylist and my hair is pretty, you know, and it's like, it's not working. I'm still not attractive. And it's like, that is not the truth. And I believe there's a lid for every pot, you know? So, I mean, and we have to kind of be real about if, you know, if I'm sitting at a six and a half, well, then maybe I'm not going for a 10. You know, yeah, maybe go for something that's more about personality, you know, yes. And because, you know, I'm sorry, a guy with a sense of humor for me is way better than a hot guy, somebody who's got to laugh. And 100%. I'm with you, girl. Someone who can make me laugh. That is gold. Yeah. Yeah. I'd rather have that than someone who's super hot. Oh, absolutely. So if you're feeling this way, it's like, work on yourself. This is, you know, get a sense of humor, be more positive, you know, I'm working on it, Sharon. Oh, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Peggy's smoking hot. <laughs> oh, that's no, never mind. <laughs> I'm not going to touch that. So <laughs> I am not you. smoking pot just, just to be you. super clear. <laughs> I'm like, just take the compliment. <laughs> <laughs> okay, thanks. You know, Peggy said in her prayer right before we do, we start out with a prayer every time we do this. She goes, help us to have fun today. And I, say, <laughs> I feel like I've had help. This is very, this has been a really fun podcast. Yeah, this has been fun. Okay. Number nine, the more people I date, the higher my chances are of pairing off. Okay. okay. This would so be I cool. use this, I just a second here, because I talk about this as a numbers game all the time. I talk about that. But this is kind of the opposite of that. So please well, let me, me clarify, Peggy, for you, it is a numbers game. Peggy's done a lot of work on herself. Um, a healthy person, this is a numbers game to a healthy, a really healthy person who knows who they are, who has confidence in who they are. Um, it is a numbers game. Get out there and date, date, date. But if you're not in a healthy place, if you are dating to medicate yourself, mm. if you are dating for validation, If you are dating for the wrong reasons, if you are not dating just to add somebody to your wonderful, happy life, then this is, this is a myth. You can date as many people you want. And it's like we said with the toxic people, you're going to attract what your belief system is. You're going to attract, you know, where you're at in life and where, you know, where you are on the inside. And so, you know, be careful with this one. Be really careful with who you are with this one. And, you know, people tell me all the time, oh, I'm happy. It's because they're out five times a week with friends or their social group and everything. And they're having a lot of happy moments. That doesn't mean inside that they are happy, that they are a happy person, that they are a well-adjusted person, that they are a healthy person. Mm, That's such a great point. I think some people aren't aware. This may sound really 
this may sound really bad, but I think some people aren't aware that even though they're out being happy, they're not really happy. Yes. Inside. They're they're out playing the games, being being with all the social stuff, doing all of the things. Yes. They're not really happy. So if that's yeah. you, take take a re- yeah. take a little step back. Yes. You know, are you are you feeling your insecurities a lot? Are you not feeling your most confident, happy self? Are you know? So yes. So this is a myth and it's true. So if you're a really healthy That's person, right. So there's two there's two parts to this. It could yeah. be true and it might not be true. Yeah. But you know, like you know, for a healthy person, it's it's probably going to be more true. Your chances are much higher. But there's a lot of really unhealthy people out there who don't even realize it. Get on our podcast and listen. Stop it. Stop yes. it, all of you unhealthy people out there. Well, you know, I made the point before. If we have dating, dating advice in our titles, those podcasts do better than the self-help, you know? Then, yes, you know, it's harder to look at yourself. We acknowledge that. That is the hard work. And, 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 and things like that. It's like those podcasts aren't listened to enough because you know what? Those changes are hard to make. And we know that. We've we both done that. it and we yes. continue to do it. And it change, is harder to make. Yes, change is hard. And so, you know, we all know that, you know, you have to get in, you know, a lot of times um, I'm hiring a weight loss coach. <laughs> I've you know, I Good can't do you. it by myself. So I'm hiring a coach to help me, you know, so there's things that we just need help with, because we're human beings. And we and, kind of you know, strip your pride, strip yes. down that pride and all of those negative voices and all of that pushback yes. and start doing the work. Folks, yeah. start doing the work. And you don't need to beat ourselves up. We are we're humans having this human experience. And we're not perfect. And change is hard. And, and so um yeah, we are on a completely different subject at this point, but yeah, I know, but, but it's such an important one. And you and you and I both see this. We talk about this all the time. People and still not have it's not a numbers game if you are not in a good place. That's right. Do your work. This is our this right? is our this is our soapbox. Okay. Number 10. Nice guys finish last. Have you heard this, Peggy? I hear this all the time. Most of my clients are men. I I swear, nice guys finish last. I'm the nicest guy. I'm a nice guy. I'm a nice guy. I'm a good guy. I hear it all the time. And you know what? They're so wrong because healthy people want a really nice guy. That's right. (laughs) You know, that's right. I can't even think of the last time I thought, well, gee, I want someone who's not nice. You know? No, everybody's looking for someone who's going to be kind. Nice is different than kind. I like to point that out. Nice is yes, different than but, kind. But, you know, it's like the cliche phrase, nice guys finish last, because most of these guys are kind and they do kind things. But I'm just saying, if they're not attracting the people that will appreciate that, once again, where are you at? Look at yourself. Where what is you really at? going and, on? You know, um, my, the, my guy friend who says it the most, his ex is a mess. And she just out of pure delight, I think just messes with him about every six weeks, just reaches out to mess with him. And he allows it. He hasn't blocked her and he allows it. And I'm like, as soon as long as this is keep keeps happening, you know, there's no boundaries. There's no nothing. As long as this keeps happening, you know, you are going to have the same results in dating because he does not in his mind think that relationships are healthy. Because this woman pops up every six weeks to remind him. 
This is a real clear example of someone who needs to do their work, who's unwilling to set boundaries, who insists that being a nice guy means that he has to let people keep who are toxic into his life because that's what a nice guy does. Kindness, you can still be kind and you don't have to be the the guy that's walked all over or the girl that's walked all over. You can just say, no, this is not okay with me. It's another one I was talking about. You're this fear and you've got to close up those potholes in you, those holes. This is part of that. That boundary thing is being kind is setting, but you can be kind and set boundaries and say, no, thank you. You are, you know, I, that is not what I take into my life at this time. There's no anger there. There's no blaming. There's none of that. It's just, this is the I statements is what I need for me. I also want to say, that um, I'm going to say Matthew Hussey brought this to mind. He did a video and he said, girls like a guy who's edgy. And, and that can be a kind person who is a nice guy, but has boundaries and has a mind of his own who is willing to step into his masculine and willing to take charge of his life and take charge of trying to, date and do the relationships that is sexy that is a sexy guy a guy in his most masculine form is sexy and he could have used the word masculine rather than edgy yeah because we want a masculine man we want someone who can take care of us and that doesn't mean somebody who can kick somebody's butt in a dark alley that just means you know be in your masculine mind um, I have to say, in my earlier dating experiences, I dated a lot of men who were freshly divorced. And if you're complaining about your ex, if you have been brutalized by your ex to the point that you're complaining, you are not in your masculine form. That is one no. of my, that is one of my dating pet peeves. You know yeah. that it's you know you need to stand up for yourself. That is masculine. Yes, that is that strength that you have a personality, you have likes, you have dislikes, and you're clear and you're willing to state them and you're willing to stand up for them. That's for men or women. It's very attractive. So this whole nice guy thing, stop being the victim and saying, I'm a nice guy and girls don't like nice guys. Right. That is not true. But we do like a guy who is strong and strong in himself and knows who he is and stands up for and has that masculine. That's great. And you we were you were talking about masculine brain. We're going to do another podcast about that. We masculine feminine brain. That's brain. just a whole other topic. Guy brains versus girl brains. We're going to yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Talk about Well, and that we all have some masculine and feminine parts of us and how does that play out in dating? So, anyway, lies 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 these 10 lies are myths so hopefully you guys got a lot out of this keep sharing the podcast we hear good things we hear people are sharing about it all the time and we love that you're so appreciative um in 2023 we'd like to we're going to set some goals to increase the influence we have by spreading the word about this so please spread the word if you need support, Sharon's an excellent coach. I am also a coach. We are not therapists. None of this is therapy. So just to be clear, but coaches, yes. And we can help you with um, the deeper work you need to do, the the patterns that are repeating. We can help you with your conscious work, your thinking. So reach out and get some help. Yeah. We love you guys. Thanks so much for listening. Until next time, Bye. have fun this weekend. Oh, 
you for listening. We hope you enjoyed today's episode and that it inspired you on your dating journey. Please share this with anyone you think might benefit from what you've heard today and subscribe to our channel. Check out our website at datetoyourpotential.com and take our free quiz to see if you are dating to your potential. We want you to know you are not 